At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. to the Lombardi line. I'm Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds live from the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa on a Wednesday, this 18th day of August. We are just 10 days away from the kickoff of college football, 22 days until the NFL regular season opener and 37 days away from the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits in Kohler, Wisconsin. Wes, we've also got about less than 30 minutes from the Wednesday baseball card going to first pitch here. They're going to get underway between the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs. Adrian Sampson gets the ball for Chicago. He's been called up from AAA to replace Jake Arrieta. Last pitched in the big leagues in 2019. Tyler Molly will get the ball for the Cincinnati Reds who remain one and a half games back in the National League wildcard race trailing the San Diego Padres and the Reds are laying a huge price here today at BetMGM minus 300 on the money line west with a total of nine and a half. Are you going to lay it, take it, or stay a long ways away? Yeah, I was looking at the pitching numbers this morning when I run my numbers, and I saw Samson. I was like, Samson, you know, trying to remember. I, ha- I know I haven't seen that name across the starting rotation pretty much all season, and then sure enough, it is Adrian Samson, who last was in the bigs in 2019 with the Rangers. Had a 153 whip, a 646 ERA, so you know, not much to write home about, and he's been about just under five in terms of his ERA in the minor but he is called up. Not a very good matchup for him against the Reds team that's absolutely smashed right-handed pitching. But what we saw yesterday, you can't necessarily blindly bet these teams. You still got to handicap the pitching matchup and everything individually. And we saw that with the Reds. I was like, and I didn't have the gumption, unfortunately, to take the Cubs on the other side because it's like, well, I don't want to get in front of a 12-game losing streak. But That was Hendricks yesterday, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. Yeah. And I thought the number was too high on Gutierrez. It got up to about where he was laying one I was like, Vladimir Gutierrez is not a minus 180 pitcher. So you still got to be careful. I know it's easy to fade these teams and, and, and you know, pick the bones of the bottom feeders here, so to speak. But you still got to at least handicap the game and do your due diligence. So uh, it is Tyler Malley going today. Cubs hit him well in early May. But obviously, that was a much different lineup than this current team. So... 
I'm not going to lay it here because simply that Red's bullpen does concern me and is the weakest part of the roster since August 1st, a 470 on the fielding independent pitching. So they've lost a couple guys. Now they did add uh, Justin Wilson and Luis Sessa at the deadline to try to help them out and also be like temporary starters if somebody goes out. But I have no reason to obviously back the Cubs in this game and I'm not laying $3 on the Reds. This is a stay away from me. The only thing I would probably look at is even perhaps the under just because it's that early getaway game day under, but I'm probably even going to leave that alone. Yeah, I mean, I was actually looking maybe towards the over. You've got Sampson in there who hasn't pitched in a couple of years. The total looks like it has moved a full point from eight and a half on the overnight to nine and a half. That could be because the late addition of Sampson there into the pitching rotation for Chicago, but Cincinnati has been really hot at the plate until yesterday. I believe that was just a 3-2 ball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they they really got shut down. Hendricks, I think, clearly now the best pitcher on that Cubs staff, and that's why I thought that that price was too high. I wish I would have went ahead and took it because it was way too high for Gutierrez to lay. He had a lot of regression going in his area. Tyler Malley probably has been the most consistent starting pitcher really in this red staff. Eventually, he might emerge into the ace of the staff. He's probably kind of in the middle right now. Castillo and Sonny Gray may be considered ahead of him, but Tyler Malley certainly has been the most consistent all year. All right, let's take a look at some of the headlines in the National Football League, and the Seattle Seahawks have made Jamal Adams the highest-paid safety in the NFL. He signs a four-year, $70 million extension, and this guy, we know he's a heck of a player, Wes, but we didn't get to see a whole lot of him last year, and I think that really hurt the Seahawks in 2020 as he spent most of the year on the injured list. Yeah, it did, and and obviously the Seattle defense I still think is very solid, certainly above average, but not exactly the Legion of Boom of several years ago that we were accustomed to, but they got good players. Adams and Bobby Wagner, that middle linebacker, they're pretty much going to have to be the leaders of this defense. They got a couple new faces there on the defensive line and Al Woods and Kerry Hyder that are going to have to be ready to go immediately. So you look with Seattle, they had to spend their money on somebody and Jamal Adams, uh, one of the best safeties in the NFL, former New York Jet, they traded and paid a pretty penny to get him in the first place. But Seattle is one of those teams, and I talked about this with Matt Eumanns yesterday. As betters, we all have that those like one, maybe one team or even two teams that we kind of can't figure out that we just simply get wrong. Every single one of us have them. And for me, over the last couple of years, it's been the Seattle Seahawks. Every time I think, okay, this is the team there, I want to back them this week, they lose for me. Every time I go against them and they're in like a total fade spot because they had been getting lucky, they'd been getting turnover luck and injury luck and balls bounce their way, and then they beat me again. So this is a team I have a tough time figuring out. I want to lean to the under because I think they're third in the NFC West, quite frankly, behind the Rams and the 49ers, but I haven't laid that season wins under necessarily with this team because I'm always a little gun shy with Seattle because somehow, some way, they seem to overachieve when I think they're going to underachieve. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson make for a combination that tends to overachieve. You can just never really count this team out, no matter what you think of them. Russell Wilson always seems to find a way to bail this team out, and if you go over 10.5 wins, you're getting plus money at plus 115. If you do want to bet the under, you got to lay a little juice, minus 140. The Seahawks to make the playoffs, minus 130. The no is plus 110, and Jamal Adams, 80-1 to to win the AP Defensive Player of the Year. What do you think about the Seahawks to make the playoffs? You have them finishing third in that division, albeit probably the very best division in football. Do you think they can sneak into the wild card? I think they can. Kind of when I look at who my uh, division predictions were for the NFL betting guide, which will be out next week, I did go against the grain, go Giants in the East. I went Packers in the North. I went Rams in the West. I went Bucks in the South. So there's four teams right there. I think the 49ers are a playoff team. So that's five. I don't think the East is going to get two playoff teams. So probably Seattle, I think, sneaks in maybe six or seven. I still think New Orleans. I still think maybe we're dropping them a little bit too much. Granted, they were not impressive with six turnovers in the preseason last week. But I still think that they're going to figure it out. And what Chris Anook said last week is like, this team still has talent. Oh, yeah. This team still has a lot of talent. So I'm very hesitant to drop New Orleans out of the playoffs. But I think Seattle, probably at best to me, is going to fight for a wild card spot. Deshaun Watson missed practice on Tuesday, and head coach David Culley said,
said that Deshaun got his own work in. What does that mean? I don't know. Uh, I found it kind of surprising after all that was going on in the offseason that Deshaun was even at practice, mm-hmm. not getting any reps or anything. So, so what does this mean to you that he wasn't there yesterday? Yeah, I, I really don't know what to read into that because I, I am of the belief, and I think the market is of the belief when they said who's going to take the first snap, that it's basically Tyrod Taylor minus $5. Of course, Deshaun Watson has some off-the-field stuff. He's kind of reached the point of no return with the Texans organization. They are waiting to see what it, what is going to happen. Of course, there are uh, active civil lawsuits uh, alleging sexual misconduct against Watson, so he has legal issues. And look, John McClain of the Houston Chronicle, I say this over and over again, he said this guy's played his last snap as a Houston Texan. Now, where he goes next is really the obvious question, and we don't have the answer to, but I, I just don't see him ever playing for Houston again. I think that, you know, everybody has been traded away or everybody has signed somewhere else. DeAndre Hopkins has been long gone. J.J. Watt is now gone. Deshaun Watson is kind of like the last guy there in Houston almost from that old team. It reminds me of the C- the series finale of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where Will Smith is kind of in the living room all by himself. His family has all moved away. They're all moving different locations. He just kind of looks around in an empty house. And that's where I think Deshaun Watson is right now really he doesn't know where he's going to be going plus you add the off the field distractions and obviously the legal issues and the court cases that are going to be pending so he can he can get in his own work if he wants just to stay in shape but I don't know if he's going to be putting that work to use necessarily anytime soon oftentimes we see discouraging situations like there is there in Houston and we can find a betting angle and you know you you have to kind of take your heart out of it sometimes and it seems cruel but there are bets to be made sometimes uh, you know based upon the misfortune of a situation and maybe that's what we have here in Houston if you look at the betting market they're the favorite to have the fewest regular season wins in football this year and that's two or excuse me that is two to one plus 200 the Texans are also the favorite to score the fewest points in the NFL this year that's plus 350 the season win total Wes is three and a half the over is minus 140 you can get plus money on the under at plus 115 three and a half wins obviously if they win three games that stays over or stays under they have to win four games to go over their season win total do you see four Four games on that schedule that they can win. Boy, that's hard. Even if they split with the Jaguars, okay, there's one. So now I you think look. that's feasible. Yeah, the Jets, a rookie quarterback, potentially that could happen. So there's two. And then they might gonna, win that bye week. Yeah, yeah, one. they're going to win the bye week for sure. <laughs> they're going to beat Idle pretty handily, I think. But <laughs> you look at that schedule at Cleveland be a substantial dog. Carolina, I think, is going to be improved at Buffalo, New England at home, at Indianapolis. They get Indianapolis, of course, twice. At Arizona, the Rams at home, at the Dolphins, at the 49ers versus the Chargers. There's not a lot of wins that look like wins on that schedule. So this, to me, looks like a 3-13 and team, and maybe that's being generous. Is there part of you that wants to go contrarian here? And oftentimes that can be a very successful way to go about betting and say, you know what? I'm going to go over the season win total. I'm going to take them in week one, catching three points against the Jaguars. Is there anything about this team that gives you confidence to go that route? You know, more often than not, Brady, I probably would take that approach being that it's never as bad as we think and it's never as Gucci as we think. But when I look at this Houston roster, it might be as bad as we think you have a brand new head coach there and you have new coordinators and a quarterback, your franchise quarterback may not play a snap for you again and more than likely will not. And you just don't have a lot of talent right now on this roster. And I was looking at this last night because I was working on a piece for the the AFC South for the VEASAN NFL betting guide. And I was looking at that and I was just like, this team won the division two years ago and won a playoff game against the Buffalo Bills and made it to the second weekend. And it's like, in just two years, they have gone from that to the absolute outhouse. It it just stuns me that this would happen so quickly down there in Houston. But this obviously went awry. Bill O'Brien is long gone as the head coach. He's now the offensive coordinator for Nick Saban in Alabama. So he goes to the Betty Ford Center for Coaches and probably gets a head coaching job somewhere, especially in college football. Maybe gets another shot in the NFL again. 
So everything has changed down there in Houston. All the all the guys that were kind of the stars on that roster, except for Watson, are gone and out of town right now. Let's turn to college football. I had not seen this story, but uh, Nebraska and Coach Scott Frost are under an NCAA investigation for improper use of analysts, sources told The Athletic. Also, during the pandemic, nor, uh, Nebraska held unauthorized off-campus workouts under staff's direction to avoid detection by school officials, sources told, and that is via Brett McMurphy, our friend on Twitter, at Brett underscore McMurphy with the stadium. Uh, I had not heard this report yet, but uh, Nebraska has a game coming up in 10 days. That will kick off the college football season in Champaign against Illinois. I'm not quite sure what all this is about, but certainly a distraction with the season kicking off here pretty quick. Well, and when you look at this Nebraska story that Brett McMurphy reported, Arizona State, very similar investigation right now for these off-campus workouts. The NCAA has yet to rule on the Arizona State case, including whether any coaches are going to get suspended. So if you look, the last time a high-profile coach got suspended was actually Urban Meyer in 2018, which did uh, uh, affect Ohio State's power rating a little bit. But Ryan Day went undefeated as an interim head coach, and Ohio State still has Ohio State talent. This is a little bit different in terms of the Cornhuskers. Uh, You look at what Scott Frost has done at Nebraska since 2018. He's 0-8 against teams that finished in the AP Top 25. He's 3-14 against teams with a record over 500. So he recently handed over the play calling duties to the offensive coordinator there, Matt Lubick. Now Scott Frost still has veto power in the veto pin, so to speak, so he can overrule. And and look, I think the market-wide number on Nebraska was was like 6.5. So if Frost, let's say, gets suspended for the Illinois game, the line right now is what? 6.5, 7, probably goes down to 6 or at least through six just the market going to react on any type of bad news here but I don't know if we're going to get a ruling on this simply because we haven't really heard anything about the Arizona State case and we know this is kind of done randomly by the NCAA you would think that they would rule on that case before they would rule on the Nebraska case yeah the Arizona State case uh, came out before this one did Uh, you mentioned that game with Illinois that coming up on August 28th and we'll dive into that game a little deeper in our number two on the program. Nebraska's win total opened at six and currently at six and a half, as you mentioned, Wes. Now, Scott Frost, he was kind of the chosen one going back to his alma mater. And I think there was a lot of expectations for Frost and he really has not met those. Do you think, I mean, he just seems like he is so, you know, in in intertwined into that system. Uh, Do you think they'll possibly let him go if he fails to, you know, meet expectations this year? Yeah, this is very interesting now because Trev Alberts, a former Nebraska Cornhusker star, is now the athletic director there, and obviously he was part of that powerful Nebraska program with Tom Osborne when Nebraska was really at their peak, so, you know, it's really tough for an alum to kind of, you know, off another alum, so to speak, Mm -hmm. so I think that is going to be a tough decision, but Trev Alberts is going to have to make it if he needs to, so I, I don't know. I just think Nebraska just has not gotten the talent available there. Scott Frost succeeded elsewhere at UCF, but it's a lot tougher to recruit to Nebraska now and get that high-end talent. Interesting that that story pops up now. We'll see how and if it will affect that week one game coming up against the Illinois, the Fighting Illini in Champaign on August 28th. We'll talk a little NFL preseason next right here on the Lombardi Line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Football season just around the corner. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Week two of the NFL preseason begins on Thursday night in Philadelphia as the Eagles host the New England Patriots. Philadelphia lost its preseason opener falling to the Steelers last Thursday, 24-16. Also last Thursday, the Washington football team was defeated by the New England Patriots, 22 to 13, your final there. It was our friend Dr. Bob Stolwes on a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Tuesday. He mentioned a situation that applies to this game, and that is teams that are playing their second preseason game that lost their preseason opener are 104-65-3 against the spread since 1994 when facing teams coming off of a win in their preseason opener. That is 61.5% of the time. Eagles are currently a one and a half point favorite with a total of 38 and a half. And we've seen this total move towards the over all the way up to 39 now at Circa. Yeah, no, I don't think that that's necessarily the incorrect move. And I think by and large, that doesn't mean obviously blindly bet these, but we're not going to see 14 and three to the under like we saw in week one. We are going to see more teams that are going to use this as a dress rehearsal game. So that's now being accounted for in some of these totals. Now, some teams like Bruce Arians said, we're going to use week three as our dress rehearsal game. And some teams probably are. So this is not going to be an across the board because usually that second to last game is the dress rehearsal where the starters play basically the full first half by and large. So you're not, and usually don't see that in the final preseason game. Cause usually that's like, okay, let's get everybody a chance to play. A couple of these guys may make our ball club. Most of them are going to be cut, but maybe have some game film to send to somebody else. One man's trash is another man's treasure. So these guys have been, practicing these joint practices all week too so at least they can get familiar with what they want to do game plan wise but I still don't disagree with the move to the over I didn't know what to do for the side I actually kind of lean Philadelphia here because I do think Nick Sirianni is first year head coach 
does want to get a win. They did not get one against Pittsburgh last week. Obviously, New England covered and looked fairly impressive, especially Mac Jones with that second and third unit. So you're seeing them as a small chalk on the road. Would lean Philadelphia and also do kind of look to the over in this spot. You mentioned Nick Seriani would like to get a win, and I think that's a key statement there, and it goes into what Dr. Bob's talking about with this trend. And Dr. Bob, I think, kind of uses trends and also a mathematical model for the most part in his handicap. But he says, and, and I agree with this, let's not you know, lean on trends too heavily unless they make sense. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it does make sense in this case because he points out that during the preseason, there is motivation. And, and that's what Sirianni has. And I think the Eagles have that too. They want to get a win. They want to kind of get off to a good start. And you're not going to find that in the regular season. You're wanting to win all the time. But there are probably motivational fan, uh, motivational factors that you can figure into your handicap here. So that's why I think this trend makes a little sense. The team the team that won their opener, Wes, they may relax a little bit and say, okay, let's work on some more stuff this week. Where that team that lost week one, they're trying to get one in the win column before the season starts. Right. And obviously, this is the time to kind of work on whatever your individual units are in your team that are weak in case of the Philadelphia Eagles. The offensive line, I think, needs to get better. And in terms of the Patriots, they got to do some different stuff with the protection, too. Now, I think they'll have a little bit of an easier time than they did against the Washington football team's first unit where Cam Newton basically was forced to throw a lot of screens, a lot of quick slants because you have a guy named Chase Young getting in your backfield and beating your offensive tackle on most of these plays in those first couple series. So, yeah, I think to to Bob's point, I think the trend does kind of make sense here. Uh, The trend can be your friend, but oftentimes you got to look at it as an acquaintance too, unless there's logic, which there is logic here. So you would think Philadelphia at home, they want to show out a little bit more. I have not bet this as of yet, but I would certainly lean toward taking the point and a half at home. And I think you're going to see a lot more overs this week than you are unders just across the board. Anything as far as the quarterback depth chart in your handicap there, Wes, you've got Jalen Hurts, Joe Flacco, and Nick Mullins. Mullins was listed as questionable last week in their opener, and that will go against Cam Newton, Brian Hoyer, and Mac Jones. Uh, Probably an advantage for the Patriots there, but maybe we'll see more of Jalen Hurts this week. Yeah, yeah, I would think so, but veteran guys for Philadelphia, so that gives you at least some comfort. Absolutely. Joe Flacco didn't look too bad in his debut against Pittsburgh. Coming back with Steve Mackinnon next on the Lombardi Line. here. Start your football season out on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything that we offer for the entire football season. Get your college football betting guide for only $19.99, or start your free all-access trial today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You can also get points spread weekly there and now as we are on Wednesdays on the Lombardi line every week we're joined by Steve Mackin and the editor of our online digital publication point spread weekly which has dropped into your inbox this morning if you are a subscriber if not go to vcin.com slash subscribe good morning to you Mr. Mackin and of course the NFL season opener is just 22 days away week two of the NFL preseason will kick off on Thursday evening in Philadelphia the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles get week two of the preseason underway. And you've, of course, got an article out this week about rookie quarterbacks. And certainly we have a handful in the league this year. What about betting systems on or against rookie quarterbacks? What did you come up there with, my friend? Steve, are you there? Oh, okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> that would be Steve's, a no, I would guess, Brady. Steve's in a foul mood this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been uh, watching that NASCAR race at Indy that never we thought was never going to end with all the incidents near the end of the race. Well, just looking through his article, he's got some angles. If a rookie quarterback is kind of trending down or if he's trending up, I want to get his thoughts on diving more into that as far as bet on or bet against rookie quarterbacks. And, of course, we do have a handful in the league this year, Wes. We know two of them are probably going to start week one. The rest of them, it might be later down the road. But you've got Zach Wilson for the New York Jets. We expect him to be behind center in week one. And, of course, Trevor Lawrence for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I don't know if Steve's article talks about trending upward or downward off of the preseason. What are your expectations out of those two guys in week one? Well, I mean, they're both going to start one and two, Lawrence and Wilson. Now, if you follow social media, it's like, okay, all these rookies are going to start because everybody loves the shiny new toy. So, look, Justin Fields looked pretty solid after a little bit of a shaky start in Chicago on Saturday. But I don't know if you really want to put him behind that offensive line just yet. Trey Lance had a great 80-yard touchdown pass where he gave you that wow moment, but he also gives you those moments like Justin Fields does where it's like okay now you got to get to that second and third read and you got to do it very quickly in the NFL and it takes a little bit time to master that so I don't think that those guys are ready to go week one Mac Jones might be a little closer than we thought even though I think Cameron Newton's still going to get the start for New England in week one so expectations I have to I think they have to be reasonable you got to realize okay these are rookie quarterbacks especially a guy like Trevor Lawrence and by the way both of these guys Lawrence and also Zach Will Wilson have to go on the road in week one. That is a very tough situation. And as bad as Houston is, you have Jacksonville with a rookie quarterback, a new head coach, a new defensive coordinator for the first time, a new general manager, and they got to go on the road and be a road up favorite against Houston. All right. It looks like we do have Steve Mackinnon with us. Steve, are you there? I sure am, guys. Good hey, to be with you. Yeah, absolutely. You too. We were just uh, trying to tee up there on your article that you wrote about fading or backing rookie quarterbacks in the NFL. We figure a couple of them are going to start week one in Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. What did you find there as far as your betting angles on rookie quarterbacks? Okay, well, the most important thing I found here, and I'm going to touch upon what Wes actually just mentioned here about these guys going on the road Uh it's actually a good situation for these rookie quarterbacks uh, when they're th- in weeks one through three, when they're uh, underdogs of three points or more, they're on actually a 23 and four point spread run. So you're going to definitely want to consider bet- Let's take a Trevor Lawrence or a Zach Wilson going out and going out and being a big underdog in that first game. These guys typically cover. So you're not going to want to just automatically dismiss that. I think one of the reasons they're so success, successful and they're successful early is th- there's not much game film for these defensive coordinators to watch on these guys, and I think it makes a big difference in uh, in how they're able to perform early. Once there's film on them late, uh, the late games, they're not as successful. Steve, when you look, and we were talking about, and that's a very interesting point you make, Jacksonville and Houston, because we were talking about Houston in the first segment, like, you know what, is this team, are things really as bad as they seem? And they certainly do look that way for Houston, but a divisional road favorite in week one, lane three to the Texans. I'm not saying necessarily to run and bet Houston, but boy, that that is a hard situation, I think, in week one, because this is a Jacksonville team certainly rebuilding. Yeah, however, we have seen some of these teams gain momentum quickly. I mean, we get first to worst the or worst the first teams in the NFL every season. Uh, there's a lot of, if you want to call it psychological momentum with this team right now with uh, Meyer and, uh, and Lawrence being injected and uh, obviously some other uh, key pieces. And if you look at the schedule early, in fact, I, I list them in this article this week, the, the point spreads that are expected based on my power ratings for the first six weeks, and they're not an underdog of more than a point and a half or more than two and a half in that first six-week span. So they got a real chance to come out of the gate fast. Steve, does it apply differently to your study there, your system, if a quarterback comes in and say, week six, weeks eight? Uh, maybe, you know, I, I would guess that the Patriots don't necessarily want to have to go to Mac Jones. They hope uh, Cam Newton can be successful. Maybe the same situation for the 49ers. How does it change if they're coming in midseason? Well, what I did is I, I took the, the – 
study is based upon any rookie quarterback who played more than seven games in his rookie season. So I look at that. So they could start anywhere from week oh, this year, 12 through 18, and they would be counted in the study. So one of the things you want to look at late is you don't want to lay big point or you don't want to, yeah, you don't, you never want to really lay, lay big points with these guys. And you also don't want to take them so much in divisional games. I think there's a greater focus on the defensive coordinators late and they get a second time looking at the team. And I think it, uh, it actually, diminishes the success level of these rookie quarterbacks in games like that. Steve, we missed out on uh, the first minute or two of the segment with you, and we certainly have a couple of more topics to discuss. Would you be able to stay another segment with us, if you don't mind? Absolutely. All right, we will hold him over. That is Steve Mackinnon, and again, he is the editor of Point Spread Weekly. If you don't have your subscription or your copy, go to vsin.com slash subscribe. You can also follow Steve on Twitter, at Steve Mackinnon. And he's got some uh, baseball ROI, profitable, and teams that are costing you money since the All-Star break. You might be surprised to hear a couple of these. And then, Wes, we've got another NASCAR race out in your neck of the woods. We go from Indiana to Michigan this week. Two weeks away from the start of the playoffs, so some positioning going on in Michigan International Speedway. So back on the two-mile oval, I'm also wanting to get Steve's thoughts on what we saw at Indianapolis. The dinger. A.J. Allmendinger. How about that? First-time NASCAR Cup win. All right, we'll be back with more Steve Mackinnon on the other side here. It's the Lombardi Line at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. No 
raises the stakes for English Premier League action like BetMGM. Sign up for the BetMGM app using the code VSIN100. And if your first wager is a $1 money line bet on any EPL game, you'll receive $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. The opportunities to win big this season don't stop there. Try BetMGM's one game parlay feature to make selections within a single soccer game. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VSIN100 to win $100 when you bet on any EPL game and either team scores a goal. Bet fearlessly on dozens of sports at BetMGM, the king of sports books. It's a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you inside the Lombardi line. And Steve Mackinan sticks around for another segment to talk about some of the topics he's discussed in this week's issue of Point Spread Weekly. Again, go to vcin.com slash subscribe to get this fantastic publication. And talking a little football in the first segment, Steve, I want to switch to baseball here. And you have broken down some of the most profitable teams in Major League Baseball since the All-Star break and the teams that have cost you the most money that have been on a skid since the All-Star break. And I think the team that tops the list might surprise some people. A lot of those people have been awful quiet as of late, calling for the head of Aaron Boone that he should be fired immediately on the spot. That team, the New York Yankees, is the most profitable team since the All-Star break. Return on investment, 35%. How about the pinstripers, Steve? Yeah, this is a very interesting situation with the Yankees because typically they're the most overpriced team in baseball. And even if they go 20-9 and nine during a stretch, or actually now 22-9 and nine after yesterday's doubleheader sweep, uh, they, they're not returning 35% on investment. It's usually around 20% because they're so overpriced. But right now they got a situation where they're actually uh, enduring a lot of COVID absences. Uh, their starting rotations is somewhat in shambles lately, and uh, they're still managing to win these games. they got a, obviously a great deep lineup. Uh, once this rotation gets back to full strength, I think this is going to be a very dangerous team. Uh, could catch the Rays. Definitely a... Definitely a World Series contender in, in any uh, way you look at it. Steve, before we get to the race here at the Michigan International Speedway, the Firekeeper Casino 400, now two races left before we get into the NASCAR playoffs. Wanted to get your impressions on what you saw at Indianapolis last week. Obviously, seemed like it was going to be the never-ending race with all the curbing and the drivers leaving the track and driving over that curbing. Uh, caused a lot of incidents. Uh, Chase Briscoe spins out Denny Hamlin late and and ends up paying the price for it himself. And A.J. Allmendinger gets his first ever NASCAR Cup win on the road course. I think he was around 20 to 1 before that race. So finally, the road course ringer wins one of these things. Yeah, well, I think you touched on it there. You, you get a situation uh, where these guys are, I mean, you got three races left at the time before the playoffs. They're, they're desperate for spots. First time driving on a track, you're getting down in the closing laps and everybody's jockeying for position. Uh, Chase Briscoe needs a win there to get into the playoffs of any hope. Danny Hamlin wants to win because he hasn't won yet. I mean, you just see that competitive uh, flair come out in some of these races. And I think I give NASCAR a lot of credit for this. As much as I loved the uh, Daytona race on the 4th of July weekend, to make that the last regular season cutoff race uh, and, and the type of things that can happen at that track, it really adds some flair to it. So that'll be next week's race. This week's race at Michigan uh, is also going to be quite interesting. The first time they've been at a two-mile track this year. Yeah, and the last winner of this race was one uh, Happy Harvick, Kevin Harvick. But right now, Kevin Harvick, number 16 in the points, 16 getting to these NASCAR playoffs. And if you win a race, you get the automatic bid. So we've had 13 race winners. Danny Hamlin well up there in points, despite the fact that he is not one want to race this year but Kevin Harvick right now in the number 16 spot Tyler Reddick in the number 15 has also not won a race this year but Harvick seems to have a relatively healthy point lead over Austin Dillon with just two races to go what do you make of Kevin Harvick's chances at Michigan this week and who topped your model well Harvick tops the model this week now uh, in my opinion there's two stories this year in NASCAR that are the biggest one is the Kyle Larson rebound here mm -hmm. the other is Kevin Harvick his inability to really even be that competitive this season after what was a tremendous campaign last year. So uh, 
this is one of his best tracks. It's the first time we've been at a two mile this year. Typically we've at Fontana in the spring that that race wasn't here. And typically they're at Michigan in June. And again, that didn't happen. So uh, very different track from anything else we've seen. Hendrick Motorsports has not done real well at Michigan. So uh, I wouldn't uh, be too overzealous in backing those drivers. And that includes Kyle Larson, who's going to be on the pole. Uh, I will adjust the simulation after I enter the final lineup in. It's going to change things quite a bit, but keep that in mind. Uh, this has been a track typically by, for SHR, uh, Stuart Haas, and then uh, Joe Gibbs, uh, or maybe Penske as well. Those, those uh, Ford, uh, Ford uh, cars and then the JGR cars are typically the ones to beat here. Steve, and that adjusted simulation, you usually release that at vcin.com on Saturdays, correct? Yeah, I'll, I'll try to get it out earlier. It's really up uh, to ability when he sends it out in the newsletter. Uh, I'll post it on my Twitter account uh, as usual. So uh, it's going to change quite a bit. I, I, I can guarantee it. So uh, definitely make sure you check in with that before uh, placing any wagers for uh, Sunday's race. All right, my friend. Well, enjoy the race there, the Firekeepers 400 in Michigan. And we'll talk to you again next week, Steve. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I uh, appreciate it. You got it, Steve. Thank you. All right. That is Steve Mackinan, the editor of our online digital publication, Point Spread Weekly. And he mentions that Twitter handle where he releases a lot of this information about NASCAR and baseball trends and what have you. That is at Steve Mackinan on Twitter. And, Wes, you and I were talking about at the break the San Diego Padres. Our producer, Britton, was asking us if uh, this team is dead men walking at this point. And I think maybe they are. They're now 12 games back in the National League West of the San Francisco Giants. And this, we were talking about the Yankees being the most profitable team. Steve notes this in his article this week, the highest ROI since the All-Star break. Well, the worst team since the All-Star break as far as losing money on your investment, the San Diego Padres. They're 15 and 14. That's the record, just a game over 500. They are negative 8.2 units, and their ROI is minus 28.3%. So I I mean, the numbers spell out what we're seeing mm-hmm. in living color as well. Yeah, and by the way, the uh, Padres is going to go in the afternoon, one of the five afternoon games that we have on the MLB slate today, and it's Jake Arrieta going to yeah. make his first start as a San Diego Padre. You've got a crystal ball over there. Yeah, we mentioned that Jake Arrieta might be signed by San Diego because, you know, they have Darvish out, and they have a, a couple starters out of this rotation right now, and some of the bullpen guys not available. So desperate times call for desperate measures, but you're seeing here with Jake Arrieta, I think he opened like minus 119. He is now up to minus 145 at BetMGM, so almost wow. a 25-cent move. He is facing Chi-Chi Gonzalez in Colorado, who's kind of an in-and-out starter for this Rockies bunch. 14 is your total this afternoon <laughs> in Colorado, so that shows you Jake Arrieta, not in the best of form. Obviously, that's why he was released in Chicago. 688 on the ERA, so not much to write home about, and Chi-Chi Gonzalez over 6 on the ERA himself, and these guys also very high fours, just under five on the XPIP, so that is why you're seeing a total of 14. I don't know if that's the highest total we've seen. I don't recall seeing I was going to say, a, I think that's the highest total I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, I don't I don't recall seeing a higher one certainly this season, but 14 right now. I can understand the move necessarily on Arietta because look, this is a desperate time for San Diego. You get a pitcher you could pick on. Herman Marquez, as we mentioned yesterday, as I, I said, I like Colorado and bet that accordingly. Herman Marquez, not exactly the guy you can pick on at Coors Field because no. he was 7-2 and two with an ERA barely over 3. Chi-Chi Gonzalez, a little bit of a guy you can pick on. But that being said, it's already moved 25 cents. It's like, do I really want to back Jake Arrieta? Well, your first start with a new ball club where it's like, okay, Jake, we need you to come through. Oh, by the way, that start's going to be at Coors Field. So no thank you for me to be involved in this one. Continuing on with this uh, ROI since the All-Star break in Major League Baseball, some of these teams that are bad investments since that point are not a surprise. The Texas Rangers, the Washington Nationals, of course, after unloading Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, the Chicago Cubs unloaded even more than that. They're just 8-23 and since the All-Star break, but uh, the second most 
uh, worst team as far as return on investment is the New York Mets right there behind the San Diego Padres. And we know Mets fans are probably not surprised by that. Just 12 and 19 since the break, minus 37% on the ROI. Just uh, really been a rough uh, go in the National League East for the New York Mets. A couple of teams that have been the most profitable since the uh, All-Star break. Of course, the Yankees topped the list. The San Francisco Giants, the Milwaukee Brewers, those are no surprise. But how about Detroit and the St. Louis Cardinals kind of coming out of nowhere, right? Yeah, all of a sudden, St. Louis, who really did not do very much at the trade deadline, it's like, okay, are they just going to stand pat and kind of see where they are because they've been third in the division pretty much all season long. But now all of a sudden, the St. Louis Cardinals just four back in the wild card and 70 or 61 and 57, minus 23 on the run differential, too. So it's like kind of like a little bit of both. Teams are coming back to them, but the pitching's been okay. All they did was get J.A. Happened, John Lester, and those seem like lateral trades because they yeah. had sent. Uh, uh, they had sent. Uh, now the guy's name is escaping me. Uh, it's him out of town to Minnesota to get J. A. Happ. It was John Gant. John Gant was the guy they sent out, and. You know, it just seemed like St. Louis wasn't doing anything, but finally they're starting to hit 61 and 57, just four games out of the wild card. So you don't want to discount them, but I don't think that they're a team necessarily that can go get the teams ahead of them. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to need a combination of a team falling backwards, and that's why they're really still in the race. Reds, by the way, in action, just one and a half back of that wild card, one nothing. Ian Happ with a home run in the first inning. So now the Chicago Cubs lead one nothing over the Reds in the top of the second. It is Adrian. Sampson against Tyler Malley. Yeah, it was on Tuesday night that I went against uh, Adam Wainwright. We were talking about that on the show yesterday. I took the Milwaukee Brewers at about minus 150 with Corbin Burns over Adam Wainwright. And Wainwright, he, he kind of struggled early. He got a high pitch count and uh, was really lo- uh, knocked around a little bit in like the third and the fourth inning. But then they were just able to hang on and the Cardinals ended up losing the game, but just two to nothing. I mean, Wainwright at 39 years old, he didn't look all that bad and the Cardinals were able to keep that one within distance. Uh, They were just not able to get there. They dropped that one to the Milwaukee Brewers on Tuesday. One hour in the books. We'll come back on the other side. More Lombardi line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.